0: Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is for you. Who can be against you? Hallelujah. And he wants to help us in everything. I say this all the time. He is our ever-present help in time of need. And my time of need is all the time. And and the truth is, if you actually get to that place where you recognise that your time of need is all the time and you humble yourself to access the help that he wants to give, he will give you help all the time. And a lot of the time, though, we are off trying to do it in our own strength and the Holy Spirit's there saying, would you like some help with that? I remember once being in a meeting in Augusta, Georgia, and I was... I was just doing what I, I would do. I like to you know, pray for healings and miracles and build faith, and I'd call someone out, had a word of knowledge, I was praying my best prayers over them. And I tell you, it just wasn't landing. And, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, "Would you like some help with that?" <laughs> I realized, yes. I realized that though my motives were right, I wanted the person healed. I knew God wanted to heal them. I was forgetting that I didn't have to do it in my own strength. And I just took a step back and I went, thank you, Lord, yes, Holy Spirit, thank you. In you, I live and move and have my being. And the next person who came forward for prayer couldn't get close, they were thrown back by the power of the Holy Spirit and healed. And I learned a lesson that night. I, re- I realised I've got to be very careful not to get into a routine or a habit of just doing this stuff. But everything I do, being fully aware that I am utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit. Catherine Kuhlman would say that all the time. That I, I'm utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit. Just as Jesus, when he walked the earth, was utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit never let him down. And that's the good news. When you lean into him, when you learn what it looks like to give him glory, to recognise that he is God and that you can lean on him, he can do great and glorious things. But I I had a, a dream earlier in the week and it was a little disturbing, this dream. And I woke up and I asked the Holy Spirit about it. But in the dream, I... I was in this room, and a woman came downstairs, and she had um, she had poisonous gas, and I knew they were coming and because i 'd heard about it happening in other places, they were, they were bringing poisonous gas to poison everybody and I looked around trying to find a place to, to escape and I turned around and I, I found this door. Opened And I found that the handle opened and it was to my surprise. So I I opened the door and I I saw it was a storeroom. And so I called in the dream, I called to Lana Vorsa, who was with me. I said, Lana, come. And we ran into this storeroom and closed the door and locked the door. And we were safe. And I woke up. And I said, Holy Spirit, what was that? And then the Holy Spirit just began to speak to me. I, I called Lana and... Um, and she said, I've been having all these dreams about people trying to poison me with poison gas, <laughs> which was really interesting. And, um, and I felt the Holy Spirit begin to show me that there has been an attack against prophetic people and against you know, prophets worldwide and prophetic people where there's been this attempt, like a Jezebel attack, that when... Elijah came under it. He just wanted to die. He wanted to give up, run away, hide himself, and get into all sorts of self-pity. And that there's been an attack that the enemy's been releasing on people to want to just give up, wanting to get despairing, wanting to get cynical and discouraged. I mean, if you read the story of Elijah when he was in that state, it was remarkable. I mean, an angel would appear with cooked hot bread and, and, and something to drink. And he'd, he'd, he'd feed him, an angel would feed him. And then he'd go back and have some more sleep. And then an angel would wake him up again and say, you'll need some more food. And then, um, and then the Lord appeared to him in the fire. He, he said fire and an earthquake and wind and supernatural stuff. And Elijah was still, he wasn't like, whoa, God, that's awesome. He, he was still struggling. But I, I look at that story and I see the compassion of the father. He didn't, he didn't rebuke him and say, stupid man, come on, you wake up to yourself. He loved him, encouraged him. He was so kind. But I, I believe this poisonous gas is this attempt of the enemy to try to get people to give up, to, to get discouraged and despondent. But the way of escape... In my dream, was in the storeroom, and the storeroom, I believe, was representing the storehouse, the the storehouse of God. The Bible says that the righteous, that the name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into Him and are saved. Hallelujah! So we run into the storeroom, that the strong tower, the stronghold, God Himself, the name of the Lord. And in that storeroom are precious promises. He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Great and precious promises. A Bible filled with promises that he says, for those who are in Christ Jesus, those who've received Jesus as Saviour, all of the promises in there are now yours, which is astonishing. All of the promises for the righteous, for the just, are yours if you've humbled yourself and received the mercy of Christ, the forgiveness of Christ. And the storehouse is the place of the promises of God, the Word of God, and I believe the Lord was saying, I want you to come running in to the storehouse. I want you to start picking up and using the promises of God and start, instead of giving up on on everything, pick up the promises again. What does the Lord say? What's the word of the Lord? That's why we're doing memory verses every week. That's why I want you to memorize scripture. Because as you tuck it into your storehouse, the Holy Spirit can bring it up at the right time to tell you what you need to do. He can remind you. John chapter 14 verse 26 says this. But the helper who is... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give you. Neither let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He's actually saying, Don't let your heart be afraid. That means you have some control over whether you do allow it to get afraid or not. And the way that you combat it, God is with me. I will fear no evil for the Lord is with me. Hallelujah. Is you recognise, you recognise the promises of God. You pick up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and you fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. You pick up the promises, the promises of the of Scripture, and you, you think about it. We've been talking a lot about Isaiah 60, and where, and, and, Scriptures like Isaiah 54, sing, O barren, you who have not born. It's actually getting excited about the promise that you've been given in spite of what it might look like, letting your emotions go there and celebrating. I started to really think about this and put it into practice this week. I thought, well, what, what are the promises that are over my life? Well, let's start with the one that we all have. If you have been born again, if you have humbled yourself and received the mercy of Christ in exchange for your sin, if you've received Jesus as your Saviour and Lord, and if you haven't, all you have to do is say, Lord, I need your mercy. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died and rose again, and that he paid for my sin. Just thinking about that, thinking about the fact that Jesus took on my sin and went to hell so I don't have to. So I don't have to pay for my sins so that I can have eternity in heaven is an astonishing thought. But I started thinking this week, I thought, all right, God, I'm gonna let my emotions go there. As if I have this promise, I am gonna spend eternity in heaven with you. So let's take it a step further. Sing, O barren, you who've not borne. I haven't yet seen the fullness of heaven. I've had glimpses, I've had encounters with God. But what would it be like, Lord? What will it be like to be in that place where I never again have to struggle with sin or fear or worry in this place where I am fully seen and fully known and I see you? And I, wow, God, what will it be like in this place where there'll be eternal joy and peace? It's a good thing to practice, right? That's a promise you have. Sing about it. Get excited about it. Let your emotions go there. It's one of the promises in the storehouse. He's also promised in the book, the Bible, that he's laid up good works in advance for you to do. So let's think about that. Ooh, what are the good works? Well, I'm reminded of the prophetic words that you've given me. Wow, yes, God. Ooh, I'm so excited. You said, Lord God, the fireballs are gonna go out over the crowd. The people are gonna get up out of the wheelchairs. You said, ooh, God, what's it gonna be like when I see them, the faces when they are dancing and giving glory to God? Hallelujah. Let your emotions go there. In a time when you feel discouraged or depressed, pick up a promise and begin to sing about it, begin to celebrate, begin to rejoice, because the storehouse, as you pick up the promises of God, you are, it is a weapon, hallelujah. Joy is a weapon. And reminding yourself, faith, we overcome, he has overcome the world, and this is what overcomes the world, even our faith. And faith is released when we look again at the promises of God, we look at what's available in the storeroom and start to let ourselves actually imagine and think about what's that gonna be like. Oh, yes, God, I'm gonna celebrate that. Hallelujah. It's in the storeroom. And, and the more that you put in, even the testimonies, the good things that God's done. I, I, am, um, I keep a journal and at nighttime, I discipline myself every night. I write down five things that I'm grateful for because if if at the very bare minimum I can just at least write down five things I'm grateful for, it's developing a habit. And interestingly, as I go to write my five things, doesn't matter what time of night it is, I write my five things down, then I wanna write a scripture that the Lord's highlighted to me that day. And then I'll I'll probably wanna write some of the good things that the Lord's done that day. And and the habit uh, starts to develop. And I, I, you know, I want to have a journal this year that I go back and I can really enjoy reading next year. Hallelujah. I realized my 2020 journal was a bit haphazard and all over the place. So I've got this journal every night, five things. If I at least get that down, um, then I'm developing a habit that I want to have. But... As I, as I recall and remember the things that the Lord has done, the miracles that God's done, I go through and I open up my journals from different years and I, I begin to remember, oh yes, God, I completely forgot about what you did then. Oh, I remember when, I remember when. And, you know, we like to play my I remember when game. But the more that you... in, in intentionally go into the storeroom, look into the archives of the, of the faithfulness, feed on the faithfulness of God, pick up the promises of things to come, remember the things that he's done. You can encourage yourself in the Lord and you, you don't have to give in to the lies of the enemy represented by the poison gas. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then um, this afternoon, just as I was preparing I had a, uh, an opportunity beforehand. I was speaking this afternoon with Larry Sparks. And um, if you want to, you can see that interview somewhere on YouTube on the Destiny Image page. We were just talking about the prophetic and the things that the Lord is um, doing and some issues that are happening in the prophetic community globally. And, and we were talking about the fear of the Lord and talking about what it looks like uh, to walk in, in a place where we are remembering that the Lord, He is God. And that out of that place where oh, He is God, we, we come back into a place of perspective where we can have faith in God for these promises. Hallelujah. But then um, as I went to pray in the afternoon, I, I began to just remember a really old song. Um, I mean, I grew up. And at the same church as Tom and, and we'd sing a whole lot of songs right through from Sunday school. And there was a song that, that was just starting to go through my head and I, I knew it was a scripture but I didn't know where it was, was from. I will give thanks to thee. If you know it, you can help me. Oh Lord among the people I will sing praises to thee among the nations i know there's some people who know this for thy steadfast love is great is great to the heavens and thy faithfulness thy faithfulness to the clouds be exalted O god Above the heavens, let Thy glory be over all the earth. Come on, Paul. I know you know this. Be exalted, O oh God, above the heavens. Let Thy glory. Glory be over. All the earth. You might think, well, what on earth does that have to do with me? You know, that's a nice little trip down memory lane. Thank you for those who didn't leave me hanging there. But as I looked it up, I realized it's actually Psalm 57. Psalm 57, which I really, really love. And you can turn there with me if you like. Because when the Holy Spirit has deposited word in our hearts. It's there for the Holy Spirit to bring to our remembrance. You know, I don't think I've sung that song for 30 years. But I I, I said to Tom, do you remember this song? As we're driving in. And he sang it with me every single word. And neither of us would have sung it for over 30 years. Why? Because it was the Word of God which gets deposited in your heart. And the Holy Spirit then can bring it to your remembrance. So I looked up Psalm 57. Let's have a look at it. Psalm 57 verse 2. Be gracious to me, O God, be gracious to me, for my soul takes refuge in you. Just to have some context, this psalm was written when David was hiding in the the cave from Saul. Saul. I mean, he was in a really rough place. He had been, he had all these promises, you're gonna be king and the king wants to kill you. And all of the people of Israel think you are in rebellion and that you're a terrible person and they are all aligned around you. You've got no way of escape. He's in a cave. And he starts to pen this psalm. Be gracious to me, God, be gracious to me for my soul takes refuge in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in the shadow of your wings, I will take refuge until destruction passes by. I will cry to God most high, to God who accomplishes all things for me. That's one of my memory verses. God, you accomplish all things for me. God, my God, you will accomplish all things for me. Hallelujah. You who've begun a good work in me, you'll carry it through to completion. Hallelujah. I will cry to God who accomplishes all things for me. He will send from heaven and save me. And he goes now into declaration. He starts to make declarations in the midst of his difficult situation. He starts to make declarations based on who he knows God to be. And he says, he will send from heaven and save me. He rebukes the one who tramples upon me. Selah, pause and think about that. In other words, start to get happy about that fact. (laughs) Yes. Hooray. This is while they are camped around about him and there's no way of escape out of this cave. He will save me. He will send from heaven and he will rebuke them. Hallelujah. This is a clue for us when you find yourself in a situation that you think, ah, start to make declarations based on the Word of God, based on the character of God. Hallelujah. And He is faithful. As you start to open your mouth and declare, the angels actually are activated on your words and they start to go to work. Hallelujah. The promises of God, they are invitations waiting for your response. A Bible sitting in your room does you no good unless you actually pick it up and start to declare it, speak it out and activate it. My soul, And then he says, my soul is among lions, I must lie among those who devour, among sons of mankind whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue is a sharp sword. Be exalted above the heavens, O God. May your glory be above all the earth. It's an interesting response. Hey, this is my situation. Like, seriously, God, their teeth are like sharp swords. They're like they're vicious. What they're saying is vicious, it's vicious. Oh, that's right. Okay, I know what to do. Be exalted, O God. Now, sometimes people wonder why in worship do we have these songs? Be exalted, God. Be lifted up. You know, what does it actually mean? But the power in exalting God is we start to get our eyes lifted to remember who he is. I like the book of Job when you've got Job going through this terrible, terrible time and all his friends are trying to say all these things to try to explain why, what's going on, and then God speaks. And suddenly all their words become very... Un- unhealthy and, and, and irrelevant in the light of God. God says things like, can you, can you bind the cluster of Palladies? Were you there when I set the stars in place? And you remember, oh, the Lord, he is God. He's not just a, some slot machine that I'm able to use for my own purposes. He is God, he is God. And when we start declaring, be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Our head is lifted up and we remember, oh, the Lord, the Lord, he is God. The one I'm talking to is the maker of heaven and earth and suddenly our faith gets released. Oh, that's who my faith is in. Not in a philosophy or a religion, it's in God. There you are. As I exalt you, I remember who you are. Hallelujah. Then he says, They've prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They dug a pit before me. They themselves have fallen into the midst of it. <laughs> they hadn't yet, but he was making another <laughs> declaration. Hallelujah. Pause and think about that. <laughs> Thank you, God. I'm going to think about the fact that you make all things work together for my good. God is for me; who can be against me? You are making, you are making all things work for my good. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Thank you, Father. You who have purposed it, you will also do it. You who have have begun a good work in me, you will carry it through to completion. With long life, you will satisfy me and show me your salvation. You can begin to declare and encourage yourself in the Lord if you will not be passive but that you will determine I'm not going to let myself be afraid. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I'm not going to get into despair. I'm not going to get into self-pity. I will rejoice. And again I'll say I will rejoice in the Lord for he is faithful. His faithfulness extends to the heavens above the heavens. Hallelujah. And then he says my heart is steadfast. God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises. And then he goes, awake, my glory. So he starts talking to himself. Hey, soul, why are you downcast within you? Hope in God. Awake, my glory. And then, you know, if you were looking at modern day things, you'd say, come here, guitar. Pick up his guitar. He says, my harp and my lyre. Awake, harp and lyre. And I will awaken the dawn. I'm going to sing. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to begin to rejoice before I've seen the breaking of day because I know it's coming. Hallelujah. I will praise you, Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to thee among the nations. For your goodness is great to the heavens and your truth to the clouds. Be exalted above the heavens, God. May your glory be above all the earth. You know, we are shown the way of escape. David could have lost heart, but in Psalm 27, he says, I would have lost heart if I had not believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he made a decision. While I'm being surrounded, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Say la, pause and think about that. Those who are for me are far more than those who are against me. God is for me. Who can be against me? And he was deliberate and intentional to say, I I recognize I have a choice. The situation is real. They've laid a net net for my feet. There's a trap out there. They are trying to kill me. So I will exalt you. I will remember your faithfulness. I will declare that you are working all things for my good, that you are turning this around for my good, that you are my stronghold. You are my refuge. You are my strong tower. These Psalms were written from a place of real trouble, real situations. I mean, I, I was just thinking, you know, so often the things that we think are drama and I don't want to downplay anything that people go through, but there are, when you look at people who are actually having their lives genuinely threatened on a daily basis by people who actually want to kill them, not just troll them on Facebook, but actually want to kill them, you know, they, this worked this worked. The word worked. They they knew hey, I could get sorry for myself and I could give up and I could die. Curse God and die. One option. Or I can talk to my soul and say, hey soul awaken. Let's sing. Let's celebrate. Remember Paul and Silas in the prison? I think they were thinking about David in the in the cave while Saul was after them. They'd learnt a lesson. All right, what do we do? When it looks like we're surrounded, looks like we're gonna be killed, looks like the enemies all around us, let's sing praises to him who is above the heavens. Let's glorify him. And as they worshiped, as they sang, the chains fell off, the prison doors opened, and the prison guard and his family were all saved and God was glorified. Worship and praise is not a nice idea or a warm-up for the main event. That's why we give our attention to praising God with our whole hearts, with our bodies, with whatever we can do to give Him worship and praise because when we exalt Him, We are reminded of his majesty, his glory. And that is when our faith can arise and begin to make declarations that God is for me, who can be against me. My God will break through for me. My God is a refuge and a strong tower. I will fear no evil for you are with me. With long life you will satisfy me and show me your salvation. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. I'll forget not all his benefits. He He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. My God is my redeemer. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I will declare I am redeemed. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. As you begin to worship him, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance those things in the storeroom so that you can wage the good warfare. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Father, we give you worship. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. God is for you. Who can be against you? I believe the Holy Spirit wants so much to help you recognise that you don't have to you don't have to be a victim to the poison gas that the enemy would love to bring around you to bring you into discouragement and despair and, and draw you into bitterness and discouragement. When you, you have a choice, when you sense the enemy coming against you. You can run into the name of the Lord. You can run into the storehouse and you can begin to feed on his faithfulness. You can make a deliberate choice. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth because if it is, I will continually be remembering the goodness, the faithfulness of God. My faith will arise and my God will break through for me. As I pick up his promises, the sword of the Lord, which is the word of God, declare it. The angels of the Lord will be activated and God will break through for me. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you'd help and encourage each and every one here. Lord, I thank you that you are for them who can be against them. Father, those that have been feeling and sensing that oppression of the evil one, Lord, in Jesus' name, I declare liberty and freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that you are Lighten in, enlighten the eyes of our understanding, Lord, that you let them see and recognize where the enemy has been lying to them, and that you would bring to their remembrance the truth, the seeds of God that have been planted in their heart, that they may pick it up and wage a good warfare in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. I, d- I speak strength, encouragement to each one hearing today, Lord, that you would minister hope and healing, strength to their hearts. Those that have felt like been in an Elijah battle, Father, that have been discouraged and tired and weary, refresh their souls, restore their souls, feed them, nourish them, strengthen them, lift them up, and cause them, Father, to run, Father, in the power and the strength of your supernatural grace. Holy Spirit, help them, Lord, I ask. Encourage them. Let them drink deeply from the river of your pleasures that they may then be able to bring forth the Word of the Lord to encourage others. they may be able to encourage others with the same, Lord, encouragement that you have given them. Father, bless them indeed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm going to pray for a couple of people tonight. I just can feel the, the, the presence of God here. Josie, I see you there. Can you come, darling? And Loretta, why don't you come and make, uh, let's, we're going to, it's a girl's night. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. Let's pray. You know, I I really believe the Holy Spirit wants you to start thinking about the promises that you've got. Some of those ones that are, you know, on the shelf. Run into the storehouse and have a look at them and start picking them up again. Start actually thinking about what's it going to be like. I was speaking to Chris Turner this week and he's heading off to Sydney tomorrow. He's, He's studying at NIDA. And um, he, was so, he was really believing the Lord was, he was going to get in. And he actually felt the Lord, it, he was supposed to hear by December 7th or something. And he, it's December 7th came and he still hadn't heard. And he felt the Lord say, I want you to rehearse your reaction when you get the phone call in faith. And so he picked up his acting skills. Oh, oh that's awesome. Thank you so much, I'm so excited about Well, yes, I am very happy to be coming. And he did this two or three times over the next couple of days. Then just as he'd imagined it, he got the call. And I was so encouraged. I thought, that's exactly the Word of God in action. Sing, O Baron, you who have not born. Get happy. Let your emotions go there. And what you know the Word of the Lord is. God had told him that was going to happen, that that he, he had a promise. And if you wage war with the prophetic words spoken over you, hallelujah, the Holy Spirit is able to go to work on your behalf. Praise the Lord. God is good. God bless.